What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Magpie Twenty Four Seven Podcast, and I'm joined by Paul, like always. Um, and it's been it's been a couple of days. We've been we've had we've had a look at the highlights several times. I watched the game. Paul was driving up from um from South Yorkshire, weren't you, Paul? Yeah, you had a family visit to to, to um to do within social guidelines, my art with the with the government. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been a, it was a, it was a good good match on Tuesday. We're going to talk about that. Um. Talk about a couple of things before, prior, though, with the, with um, what we're doing with Magpie twenty four seven over the next coming months and stuff, because um, there's a couple of big bits of personal news from both both sides, um, and we're going to be talking about the the Tottenham game as well. But um, easy three points, I, um, <laughs> re- redemption or repeat from uh, last year. I mean, we'll talk a bit about last year's game as well because. Uh, to date, it's still my favourite away day, and it's probably one of the final away days we're going to be able to go on for a while. Um, well, last year, I mean, not this year, but um, on to what's going on with Magpie twenty four seven, and I'm happy to announce actually that um, our first interview with a former Newcastle player is coming into the in the fray. Um, a couple of months ago, with uh, Newcastle fans TV before I left. Um, I interviewed Malcolm McDonald, Supermac, and um, I agreed with Lee and the lads at uh, Magpie Twenty Four Seven. Well, the lads at Newcastle Fans TV. It's so stuck in the head to say Magpie Twenty Four Seven now. <laughs> and get caught in the crossfire, but the we we made an agreement that uh, the the stuff went on Newcastle Fans TV first. Um, whether that be a podcast that went on Apple Podcasts, if you want to check that out, and uh, a video that went on the their YouTube channel with um, me and Supermax speaking about um, Joel Linton, who will be a conversation topic in this podcast as well. But uh, the, agree- the agreement was uh, NFTV got to u- use it first, and then I used it as well uh, along with my new platform um with giving them credit of course and i will do when i do release it but i'm happy to announce that that full podcast um will be going out uh international week when england take on whoever they've got to take on i'm not quite sure who they play but on the week of that it will be finally being released so i'm really looking forward to that um it was, i am uh, looking, looking forward was, to it as well Carl, to be honest was, it was a two and a half hour um roller coaster and i just like i was nervous at the start and it was just it was just a roller coaster, mate. Just talking about his career, why he left, um, all the great moments he had, the semi final against Burnley, um, yeah, he was just such a such a charming bloke, so, so relaxing to talk to. I can see why Steve Rafe wants to talk to him all the time, but um, yeah, yeah. you could you could listen to him for ages because he just talks sense. He knows what he's talking about. He's been there, he's done it. He's got the t shirt, and yeah. you know. Where everybody's got their own opinion on the likes of, say, Joe Linton, for a perfect example, he can speak from a position of strength and knowledge, and being there, done that, got the T-shirt. So you know, when he speaks, it is worth more because obviously, like I say, he is a former number nine. He has felt the pressure of, of you know, and the expectation of uh, you know the Newcastle fans with regards to goals from their number 9 and stuff so he's the perfect person to listen uh, you know to listen to about it I'm looking forward to it I haven't actually heard the interview myself uh, yet looking forward to hearing it in its entirety as well not chopped up not dissected not edited not you know uh, bits taken out and all that sort of thing looking forward to hearing it diluted full on 
uh, and everything. And obviously, that's going to come up whilst England are playing, which obviously isn't the most exciting thing, is it, uh, when England are playing and stuff like that. I know the last Definitely couple of games have been absolutely awful. So it's perfect. A couple of hours entertainment whilst England are playing. And uh, yeah, going to recommend it, going to listen to it. If, forward if, you're, if you're an older fan who listens to one, I know there's I know there's a fair few because I, I I check the 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 age demographic of what we're of what audience and that and it's it's actually quite it's actually older than than you'd expect and and uh, yeah it's uh, for if if you're in that age bracket this is definitely a podcast for you Matt uh, Super Matt going through his his entire career it's, it's it was it's one of the proudest uh, things I've done um, among. Whether that be YouTube with NFTV or this coming podcast uh, when it comes out in the international break. But that's the first thing. The second thing is um, there might be a, a couple of less podcasts over the next four or five weeks because um, Paul is moving. He's moving further down south. He's he's moving house and uh, in business. Yeah, and I need stuff. to get the tan. I mean, he said he said a tan, but he's moving to um, he's moving to Barnsley, and I've I know a friend at uni and and stuff who um, shouted at Craig, but um, Barnsley I wouldn't say is the 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 epicenter of heat. Uh, let's say <laughs> I, I, I mean it, Barnsley's a it's a good little town from what I've been heard uh, from what I've been told. Uh, from him and from from you, obviously, Paul. But um, you're moving there in the next month or so. So when he does move, obviously, I think we'll we'll not be doing as many podcasts, but we'll 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 do the after match stuff like we usually do, and uh, we'll probably get a couple of podcasts, no, a couple of videos out, man in a van, uh, and and any twenty nine view, um, separate separate series, which we're going to give different looks, um. Because me and Paul have made the decision to um, get them, try and get the money back from the season tickets that were paid for in March. So um, we're going to try and give these two series and more podcast and that a bit of an overhaul. Give add, add a couple of things to it just to just to try and you know make uh, enhance it and make it a bit better. You know, so for you who's listening, for you who's watching and interacting with one all the socials because the the amount that's getting involved is it's it, it's crazy. We never it's fantastic. We, we never we never expected the amount that we've we've came to. Um, I mean, in my first year, we didn't we didn't expect the support. Uh, that we've got, but you have you have stuck with with you are enjoying the podcasts, you are enjoying the videos, everything. Yes, so despite, despite Kyle, despite the, all these bumps in the road, these man-made bumps in the road, you know the type I'm on about, the type yeah. that weren't there before, and would just sort of artificially put there. But um, yeah, I mean, like I say, for, for obviously those that have known us for a while, uh, shall we say? Um, obviously, I've lived down. Uh, around the South Yorkshire region for quite a number of years. I'm obviously originally from the North East, but my wife is from, uh, you know, obviously Barnsley. Um, but it will change nothing on the channel. Still be going to the games. Still have the strong opinions. The man in the band stuff, all that continues. Obviously, all your series continues. We'll still be at St. James's Park. We'll still be rattling on about the games. We'll still be doing the podcast. It may just be that over the course of, say, the week that I'm officially moving, might be a little bit quieter than normal from yours, uh, yeah. truly. But that's probably that's probably a good thing. People's ears need a little bit of time to relax. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's um, like I said, it's still absolutely everything engaged, everything go like we have been doing since day one, since we started. But you're quite right. 
the uh, the likes we've got, the the follows, the subscribes, the the comments, the interactions, the shares, the people reaching out and saying kind things, all of that has been absolutely, uh, you know, off off the charts, absolutely yeah. off the charts. Um, you know, people at all. No, we 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 didn't. To be honest, we didn't think we'd be at half of what we are. You know, a, a brand new brand standing from absolute, you know, scratch from zero, and you look at. You know how some of the other channels have grown over six, seven, eight, nine plus years, and then you look at us, and then you 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 look at the 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 sort of growth, uh, and just literally uh, blown away, absolutely yeah. blown away. So you know that's why we keep at it. That's why we continuously reinvest in. Uh, like you say, we've got money back from season tickets and stuff like that. And we're sitting there thinking, what can we do? What should we do? What's the next move? Uh, and then literally plowing everything back into you know into the channel. It's something we're very passionate about. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we've got big plans, big plans for the future. Uh, and I think is this episode 20? Episode 20? It, is, it is episode 20. Complete, I've just, yeah. I've, you've just reminded us, Paul. It's a, it's a, so, it's another, it's a, we're another in one of Winter, another big. We're getting the digits are getting bigger, mate. I didn't realize we're. Uh, yeah, 20, some people didn't think we do too, mate. Some people. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to mention those people, but, but some uh, people. Yeah, uh, you know the. the, the, the there. You know, I mean, you look at other podcasts that have tried to get off the ground and they've kind of swam and drowned and and sank and haven't got up yet. But the the, the, the like the the there's there's other podcasts that are like trying to get off the ground. Um, but we do wish them all the best with that. Um, going forward, and if they do want to work with we, you know, as we're season episode one, mate, the one that we didn't think we'd get past, um, <laughs> yeah, we're happy to work with one, we're happy to work with all. Uh, if you're Newcastle, whatever, um, we'll want to work want to do videos, want to shoot the breeze, chat shit, whatever you want to do, you know, um, mo we're more than happy to try and be a part of this Newcastle community because that's what we want to be about, and um, that's how we're going to try and stand out. and and just be a haven for Newcastle supporters. But um, onto me, um, I've restarted uni again. Um, my third and final year, I'm going into social media management at uh, the uni, the U uni <laughs> University <laughs> of Sunderland. Um, thankfully, I don't need to, to go often. It's more, it's more online based because honestly, I'm shitting myself with this virus. I'm not going to lie to you. Um, going on met rules and that. And, and I'll like I'm not being funny, like, but I'd, I'd rather in in the current climate just just stay at home and and chill out, but uh, and try and get me uni stuff done that way. But um, yeah, that uh, so if there's any less content on the Facebook page, it's probably because Paul's moving house and I'm in a uni in a uni lecture. But we'll uh, it won't stop for long, that's for sure. But uh, we'll crack into. Yeah. We'll crack to into be fair though, Kyle, to be fair, like like what we've always done for what three and a half years now. No matter whether it's morning, noon, or night, never mind if we're uh, jetting off abroad on a train, on a car, busy. We always manage to get you know content out there, and uh, we always manage to find a way. So chances are things will just continue on, and you won't notice. But uh, yes, if, if we come on and we sound a bit tired or drained or this, that, and the other, then you might think, ah, yes, yes. Uh, they're up to the shenanigans and stuff like that. But this uh, is our social yeah. time, man, Paul. You kind of sound tired. We <laughs> we're not allowed friends outside of this, man. That's it. We, we don't have. We're just lonely people on the internet, man. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> but um, no, we'll crack into the football. And uh, Newcastle beat Morecambe seven. 
that that's right. It's not a typo. I'm I'm not I haven't that I am um, coughing or got any problems or anything like that. Seven nil against Morgan on, on the Tuesday night. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was a it was it was surreal to watch this one. It was worth the ten on I follow. Nearly a quid for every goal. But um yeah, <laughs> we, we, we played really well. We started off quite we started off brilliantly, Joel Linton. That's right, Joe Linton, Goal Linton, uh, the best Brazilian striker since R9 Ronaldo at the back post, tapping against... You've uh, always loved Joe Linton, haven't you? Yeah, I've always always, that. Anything I've said about him in the past, um, you know, anything that I've said about him is complete lies, and I've always backed the number nine striker, that is Joe Linton. Uh, breath of fresh air, gets in at the back post, not just home. Like you sign him up. And um, <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll start well, but you can only legacy. Like you can only be, beat what's in front of you. Do you know what I mean? Um, and Morecambe were in front of him. We managed to do a good job. Um, Newcastle go on to score second. Jacob Murphy was on fire. Paul, he was one of the best players on the day by far and away. Um, and he played so well. In fact, people are looking at him potentially for Saturday. How do you think Murphy played? Well, I would just temper everybody's um, huge excitement. I mean, at me driving back up on the motorway, I'm bipping the horn, I'm going crazy. I'm celebrating. I'm trying to get goals sent through. The missus is checking stuff up for me. Uh, and obviously, when I got home, I, I got caught up. But I think, just have to remember, ever so slightly, that this is a Division 4 side. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and, and take that into consideration. Um, first of all, like headlines are seven nil, and you look at some of the goals, and you think fantastic. And then you watch them a few times back, and you watch the extended highlights, and you watch this, that, and the other. Um, and then you look and you think he's been given a lot of space. You wouldn't get that space in the Premier League. You wouldn't get that. You wouldn't get those sort of goalkeepers in the Premier League. And and then you start thinking, mm, and you just start stepping a little bit back, and a little bit back, and a little bit back. And like you say, on first inspection you look at Joe Linton scoring two you think oh he scored a brace fantastic his first brace since he went to the to the dentist probably um <laughs> you know what I mean but then you look you're, you're looking at everybody saying oh look 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 at Murphy look at and you look at him and I think that's a fantastic thing he said I'm not too keen about the, their goalkeeper again I'm sitting there positioning I think he's he's that was the worst goalkeeper display from their keeper since I saw Jack Anik after play for Newcastle when we were in that crisis with goalkeepers. Sorry, Paul. That is that that was that was bad, bad, bad stuff. But like you said, you can only beat what's in front of you. Last time we played them two 0 courtesy of the Amiobis, in particular Sammy. Um, so you're thinking we only beat them two 0 last time, and then we're beating them seven 0 this time. I mean, look, I mean, Bruce has come out and spoken about Murphy and he said he wants to keep him yeah. in and around the squad. Uh, I think he's been energetic. I think he's learned a lot whilst he's been out on loan. I think he's benefited from playing games week in and week out. I don't think he's going to get that at Newcastle, but, um, you know, if he can do something at the moment for us in the Cup, I think he's a fantastic rotation option. He offers you something. He's got pace. He's got a, a shot in him, clearly. Well, I mean, it was a fantastic finish. And he absolutely um, terrified the living shits out of their defenders and stuff. So, yeah, yeah you know, he, he can only he can only perform when he's given the, uh, the option to do so and given the possibility to do so. And every time Bruce has played him since he's come back from Wednesday, uh, he's looked 
better and better and better as he as he's gone along. And I've spoken yeah. to uh, some of the lads I know who are uh, fans of uh, Sheffield Wednesday. I know poor bastards. I know I, I feel sorry for them as well. Uh, but they were absolutely um, full full of praise. They said he came in at first and he wasn't looking at he wasn't looking a player at first. They were quite critical. He was in and out of the team. But just like at Newcastle, give him a run of games. And they said he's fant- you know, he's been fantastic. They didn't have anything bad to say about him. They would have loved to have him back. So again, plenty of positives from down, uh, you know, Chef Wednesday, and Bruce. Like I say, give him credit. He's managed to get a tune out of a player who other managers, other situations weren't getting a tune out of. So yeah, it's fantastic. And 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 like you say, he's given an opportunity, but he's given his manager food for thought. He says, look, that's 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 what I can do. But it's yeah. a massive step up from where we were playing against the the shrimps at the Globe Arena to going down to play Tottenham. Uh, you know what I mean? Down at their new uh, stadium, it's a yeah. big, big, big step up. But another another option for Steve Bruce definitely, and and hopefully this season that's going to be that's condensed and is going to have a lot of rotation and stuff in it. There's going to be opportunities. There's going to be uh, rotation. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be suspensions. There's going to be all of that. There's going to be multiple competitions. So yeah. I think fantastic. And he did himself no no harms. He did everything possible in his power to give Bruce a headache. Yeah, I, I totally agree, mate. He was he was phenomenal. Uh, I think he had one or two assists. He probably should have had three because Joel let the ball hit off the post. Oh, um, it was crazy. But um, yeah, he made he made a great account of himself, and I think it's the best he's ever played in the Newcastle shirt. And to be fair, to, to yeah, add on to what you said, Paul. He never got the chance under Rafa. He had a run of games in the team when we'd lost seven on the bounce uh, under Rafa in the December when uh, we first started getting linked with uh, Peter Kenyon for the first time. Either Kenyon or Stavely, it was one of the two. And um, we just lost lost every game going into December. And he was really good. He got player of the month and uh, he got kicked out of the team and never got back in again. He got a couple of games here and there, Blackburn in the Cup. Everton I was just about to say Blackburn in the cup because we went to see that, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I remember uh, him on that one. Uh, uh, he talk, but um, he's really, he, he seems a bit more mature on the ball and stuff. But obviously, the challenges are the, the, the challenges are more so ahead than are in in the form of Morgan because we're not going to play a team like Morgan every week. No. I wish we, I wish we could. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, um, I do too. Yeah, we're not we're, we're not playing Morgan. He, every he's week. got a, he's got a contract to win as well. Made at the end of the day, I think this is his last year of his contract, if I'm not wrong. Um, yeah, for um, obviously Jacob coming in, he's got a year left on his on his contract. I didn't um, know that. Mm, so again, he, he's got to try and earn a new contract. Hasn't he? he's got to prove it. Yeah. Um, and again, what what an incentive! We talk about dangling carrots and stuff like that. Um, you know, it, it's it's there for him. The opportunity is there for him. He's a local. You know, lad, in that he supports, he supports the team. He's, he's, you know, he's one of us. He gets it. He understands. Um, and goodness me, if he can keep that sort of performance up in the cup, then who knows? Who knows? Could we bring the who where, where we could end up? But um, the the talk was. I know Murphy played really well, and he gets our player of the match. But the one. Jolinton has he's he, Jolinton's been the one that's um, been splitting hairs, if you will, or causing a bit of controversy, like he mostly does. To be fair, um, 
His second goal was fantastic. I didn't celebrate it out of shock because <laughs> um, it was a, it was an unbelievable goal. I will give him credit. He did play very well against Morgan, but there's a lot of fans that are saying Jolinton could, if he's played on his own and with a ball on the ground and all this stuff, that he'd be able to do a lot more and he'd be able to be he'd be able to come good for Newcastle. Basically, I I, I disagree to a point. I don't want to be negative on the lad. And by the way, the ones who attacked him personally and are calling him they like calling him names of where it's where it's getting to a point where it's hitting him personally. His family's getting called and stuff, and his daughter and well, his heavily pregnant wife, sorry, or girlfriend, sorry. People that are calling his wife and, and stuff, but it's just scum, stop. He's not going to get any better if you're calling him things like, oh, it's a, a similar situation to Matt Sells. I remember we drew 2 2 away from home at Aston Villa. He made a mistake in the last minute and at Villa equalised. And the amount of shit he got, um, he had to delete his Twitter and all that. And that's, that's very much the bad side of the best supporters in the world. Um, it's, it's you, you can be frustrated. You can yeah, be frustrated. But you've got to you've got to draw the line. There's a line in the sand, Kyle, that you can't go past, and it, that it, is it. If it's getting personal towards him, getting personal, um, you know, towards his 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 missus or his kids or anything like that, that's bang out of order. Yes, judge is. him on on the football pitch. I've said before in the build up. I can't wait to hear what Super Mac has to say about him. Obviously, being there, wore, wore the t shirt and stuff, and he knows what it's like. And we've had players before, useless players on, on the pitch. And you yeah. thought, you know, oh, they're terrible. They're this, that, and the other. It's not his fault he cost 40 million quid. Well, we were it's not his fault that Newcastle bought him. You know, he is trying his best, this, that, and the other. Bruce says he can do great stuff on the training field. You've got to, you've got to believe that. Um, you can have your opinions on him as a footballer, um, which, we both, which we both have. Yeah. But the, the line in the sand is taking it too far. It's involving his family. It's involving his, you know, his, his partner, kids, that sort of thing. That's that's just bang out of order. It is. Bang out of order, and it goes it goes beyond something. We don't want any you know keyboard warrior type stuff. We've we've both come across them ourselves and stuff before. Um, and at the end of the day, you shouldn't say anything that you wouldn't say it to the face. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, I, I'm happy. I'd be happy to go up to him and, and say joke on, joke on with him, and just say you know what I mean. The, there will be jokes and banter like that even on the pitch on the training p- field and stuff like that they'll be digging them about missing that goal from what not even a yard out you know but that, that that's that's fine if it's banter if, if it's light hearted if it's critiquing the football even that's okay but imagine if somebody came up to you and and and, and went personal no it's not okay to do that no, it's not, not okay it's you not. Can, like i say you, you can think he's not the best striker i don't think he's a, he's a natural striker and stuff like this but nah none of the uh none of the additional none of the none of the afters and stuff like nah. that some point. well we we did it last week paul uh, if you just want to check out the the podcast after the the blackburn game me and paul laid in as joel linton um yeah. but football and stuff that's where it like we we talked about his lack of effort. We talked about his lack of um, ability. We talked about his performance against Blackburn and his performance like of form uh, when the season ended and now struggling again at the team and stuff. But it ended at the foot. It ended critiquing him on football. It didn't go any further, and it will not go any further. I think it's unacceptable. But to move on to that and to go to end on a positive with Jolent and he played really well against Morgan and hopefully it's a catalyst for him to 
to get into a bit of form and try and get some good performances on the field because I don't think Jolton should be judged on goals. I really don't because I don't think even at his best, I don't think he's a more than ten season, uh, ten goal a season striker or a winger wherever you would like to play him. Yeah, However, which, which is what his career stats tell you, Kyle, as well. If you look at his career stats, he's never been a prolific striker. He's he's never even been a striker. Like you said, he's he's a support. He's he's a player who plays in the spaces or off somebody and stuff. If you looked at him, it's a similar situation to Yondal Thomason. And I remember back in the day, Yondal Thomason getting the absolute pelters of Newcastle fans. I had a Thomason shirt. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> when he first signed, thought he'd be good. I apologise. Um but yeah, he was thrust up as a striker, thrown in into the deep end. And he, I, I would always say he's not a striker. He's not a striker. Why is he playing him as a striker? It's because we had nobody else. And Joe Linton found himself last season in a similar position. Nobody else left. So I'll do it. I'll do a job. I'll try and adapt and stuff like that. And yes, sometimes I think he doesn't get a sweat on enough. Uh, but I've also said there's other players who don't get a sweat on. I criticised Andy Carroll last time out. He didn't get a sweat on. He didn't break. You know, his ponytail was perfect as soon as he come off. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it, it's all it's all right to criticise the the, the 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 football inside and stuff like that. But he had a fantastic game. Like I say, a great goal. Let's hope it just gives him the confidence boost to be able to think. You know, I can do this. And maybe he's just one of them players that does stuff by, you know, like you get you get strikers who, who can. Get into into the positions and stuff like that, and, and the machines in front of goal. But, yeah, but just just switch off. Then you're in a position. Oh, I'm going to go for it and go for it. He did, but like I said, I just hope it does. I want him to be a success. You want him yeah, to be a success. I want him to be proved wrong. Of course, yeah, of course, of course you do. It's it's the same with uh, you know, like uh, obviously we spoke just just now about him going out uh, on loan and coming back and trying to prove people wrong after. It. No, he had he's, he had a price tag and stuff as well when he joined Newcastle, chipped out to Sheffield Wednesday, point point to prove, and I hope I, I really do I hope that Joe Linton shuts everybody up, I hope that he scores goals, I hope that he plays well, I hope that he um, fits into the system, I hope that he keeps impressing the manager, and he keeps developing and getting better. I really really do because that's what you want. You want the best for our players and yeah. stuff. Um, but yeah, you, you're allowed to have negative opinions on, on players and performances and stuff like that. Just don't take it to the person to the personal level because you wouldn't like it yourself. Yeah, exactly, mate. That's how I feel on the situation. But um, I to, to to just say though he, play, he he did play well. The question is whether he can do it at the top level. Uh, that that's that's up for debate. But yeah, when, he, when, he that, when he does cross that white line, he obviously gets supported, um, whether the questions are or not by, by the vast majority. But my pick of the goals, Paul, for this um, for this match was Hayden's just before half-time. Oh, Takes oh, it on his right oh. foot and just smashes a top corner. Um, really good goal from Hayden. Um, I thought him and Sean in the midfield really ran things because I think with them giving a bit more time on the ball, with how Morecambe set up, uh, when their player got sent off for a dirty, dirty challenge on Sean, um, oh, they kind yeah. of had free reign at the City um, against Morecambe, uh, just being able to pass willy-nilly whenever they wanted to do, and they just ran ran the show. And Hayden did did well with his goal. Um, even Lascelles got involved. He set up Jolinton's Thunderbolt. Um, he scored a header of his own. But um, I'm trying to think of all the goal scorers. Uh, Jolinton scored two. 
Murphy scored one. Own goal slash Richie, Lascelles, Hayden, and uh, Miggy. Miggy scored. Uh, yeah. His first that was a cracking little goal as well, actually. Yeah. I must admit, when, you know, when Sean had that uh, tackle, um, I, I shit myself because for, for all of the players, the one player who I, I desperate not to get injured this season is Sean Longstaff because he came yeah, in that first season was fantastic. On on Last one. season, he was in and out, in and out because he was injured all the time. Yeah. And I'm desperate for him, you know, because the, the, the talent is there. The talent is there. I personally think he's a number 10. I would have him further up the pitch. I really would. Um, my football manager save proves that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I would like, I literally shit a small package when I heard that he was down and it was a dirty tackle and stuff. And I saw the tackle myself and I was like, you bugger. Uh, it was a dirty challenge, like Paul. Everything just crossed. One at 50-50. Thankfully, he got straight back Stunt. up and just continued to run the midfield. But uh, I, I'm I'm sure we'll talk more on Miggy later on as we'll talk about the team for Tottenham and stuff and how we're going to set up against them. But like, yeah, it was just such a, it was just such a clinical performance by Newcastle and obviously Morgan Wilkett and I'll, I will say they were pretty bad. They're the worst opposition I've seen Newcastle play in quite some time. But you, you've got you've got to be professional about it. You've got to you, you've got to um, play your football, show your dominance, show that you're the Premier League side. Because there's been times in the past where we haven't. Um, I'll remind you of that f- uh, loss to Stevenage in 2012-2013 under Pardew. We were shit that day, and we got more deservedly got beat off a League Two side. So it can happen um, if you're not. It helped with no abandon, though, Kyle. Exactly. I mean, no fans probably in the situation, but you know, it's. Um, I think. I think it. I think a good professional performance from from the lads, and hopefully, when we come up against New, Newport next week, there's a there's a chance there because Bruce has a chance at redemption, mate. He does. In the quarterfinal last year, his biggest cock up as a manager for me was that surrender against Man City. And he's got a chance to go to the quarterfinal again. And that's a chance at redemption for me. So hopefully we can get past um, Newport. Yeah. I do expect more um, of a challenge yeah. from Newport. Don't get us wrong than, than we did with uh, Morgan. But, so 6 0. You know. <laughs> 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 but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, that t- that's tickled us, that one. <laughs> but um, no, I-, I expect them to put up a bit more of a fight than what uh, Morgan did. And, but if we play like we did against Morgan on the on the Tuesday, then we should get through. And for once, it's on Sky. So I don't need to pay the tenner for the shitty I follow with the broken commentary and oh, uh, the, two, the two Yorkshire blokes speaking behind the camera about how to get a proper illegal stream, which was which was crazy. <laughs> offline. Um, to be fair, the stream didn't crash or anything in both games, so that was fine. But like, I don't fancy paying another tenner, so I'm happy it's on Sky. And uh, a half five kickoff as well, Paul. So you may have to um, not be at work as oh, late. I'll be thinking early that day when when Newcastle's on. That. That's it. Ah, that's that's it. one. Um, um, we might actually be able to get a podcast out before before ten twelve o'clock. <laughs> no, it's, it's strange in the world these kickoff times. But the uh, thing is, you know what? If, if they do win, and obviously it's 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 up there, it's a, it's a fifty fifty, isn't it? Uh, 
but you realise that all of the uh, the press, all of the journalists, all of the Sky, you know, Sky Sports uh, finest and BT Sports, Rio Ferdinand's, oh, he's given them two quarterfinals in in a year. Oh, he's, isn't he great? Isn't he great? And all this sort of thing that'll be rammed down our throat forevermore. So oh. I, I hope that he gets the court and he just continues continues on. Uh, because there's no doubt us ungrateful bastard Newcastle supporters will never, ever, ever hear the end of it. But uh, <laughs> no, long, long, long may this continue. Long may this continue. Um, well, it's it's, it's just fantastic to be speaking so positively. That's what we want. We don't want to have to come on here and whinge and say, oh, Joe Linton didn't put the effort in and Andy Carroll didn't break sweat and we've just got absolutely pumped at home. Do you know what I mean? We don't want that. We want the best oh, for the no. club. You know, so it's it's fantastic to be able to speak in such positive uh, terms and have such a complete performance. And looking forward to the next round of the competition. Um, but it was just a very very relaxing experience. We're not, we're not used to it at Newcastle, are we? No, we're not. This is that what Man City feel like every week? But um, it's yeah. a bit of a it's a bit of a different landscape because the last time we won the last sixteen, we obviously travelled down to West Brom, Paul, and what a night that was. Obviously, we're going to be sitting in front of sitting in front of the couch. And they're uh, watching it, but uh, it's still Fair a big. Said, it's almost like we've kind of forgot about um, Tottenham, and we're more focused on Newport. But um, it's probably the case because we're, we're desperate for. We're realistic. <laughs> <laughs> but um, to finish off on the Morkham game, obviously, Richie scored the dodgiest back heel I've ever seen. That was uh, absolute skill. Skill. It, <laughs> we'll, call, we'll call it skill, mate. But uh, I think we'll their keeper was shit. Oh was my word! Goalkeeper, my grand's oh. gonna come back again because <laughs> she could save that fucker. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, oh goodness me! Ball. If you're beating on your near post like that, like it was shocking. Um, Lascelles scored a header as well, decent header uh, from a corner. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll run away seven nil winners and quite comfortable on the night good clinical professional performance from newcastle and um i don't know if you've seen the the, the photos online and stuff but uh jordan picked up his um ballon d'or in the post paul uh for a ph- phenomenal performance from uh L- lord golden and as we're as we're now calling him on this uh on this podcast uh for the hey, time love- it's temporary he's either shit or he's golden and Lord golden and um so the, there's no in between there's no oh he played now it's either he's shit or he's golden and um but obviously we're going to Tottenham Sunday and um I'm not expecting the miracle of last year Paul because obviously this was the best away day to date for me um yeah everything aligned the weather uh, the drive down uh, everything in between just. It was just it was just a phenomenal day. Obviously, we're not going to be able to drive down in that because I, I remember talking to you about this all when the corona's done by September and stuff. One of the away days has got to be Tottenham. And yeah. the two away days, I said, was Leicester and Tottenham. Yet we're still sit here in September with the coronavirus. So we're, we've, we're not going to be able to do these away days, unfortunately, and neither are any of you. It's a, it's a damn shame. It is, but... Um, yeah, it's good. it's going to be a tough game on Sunday. Obviously, Mourinho in charge ran rampant in a three-one win against with um, last time out. I mean, don't get us wrong. We played well. We had more of the ball against Tottenham when we last played them at home, but Tottenham showed how clinical they were. We were a bit short-sighted at the back. We were uh, had crafted centre back and Manquillo was playing every two days, and you know we just 
hanging together by a thread. We've got a fully fit centre back centre back partnership and uh fully fit right back and we've got options in them positions this time round. So hopefully we can um stop Tottenham's attack a lot more efficiently this time round. And hopefully we can outplay them again. But there's a there's a couple of question marks on the team, Paul, because we're looking up and down the team. In goal, I don't know about you, but I really like Mark Gillespie. I think he's a breath of fresh air. Um, he never shut up in that game against Morgan. Even though it's Morgan and he had one shot at him all game, he kept his defence in check, leader on and off the field, I think. Um, and I think he's got to play. He took a couple, took in a couple of more crosses as well. Um, I know Darlow... Which is what, yeah, which is yeah. totally opposite to Darlow. I mean, Darlow's yeah. got the chant. Let's be honest, Carl Darlow's a mint chant. Kerry, every time that song comes on, and I sing Carl Darlow. Oh, <laughs> I get told about that, but I can't resist. Yeah, Darlow's got the, the got the chant and stuff. But let's be honest, his command of the box, he, you, you're screaming for him, and you want him to come out and claim and get two safe hands on the crosses, and he he'll go for a punch or a flap, or he'll miss, and he literally just he makes you worried as a goalkeeper. I always think there's a rick in him, there's a goal to concede in him. And that sort of thing, and and why I, I don't criticise him really against Brighton. You're quite right that when uh, Gillespie's played in the cup games, he's looked assured, he's looked a good shot stopper, and he's caught. You know, he's he's catching and stuff's been fantastic, and his verbals as well. It's all there. It's yeah, all there. I think he's a safer bet, and I think in the two games he's played, he's really impressed me. Like so, hopefully more to cut. I'd like him to become the number two when Dubravka comes back after the international break. But um, the other question marks were further up the field. I think me and you, Paul, kind of uh, agreed off camera. Um, Hendrick to be put in the middle alongside uh, Hayden in the midfield and drop Shelby. Um, it might come up, come across a controversial one because obviously it's John Joe Shelby. He's capable of the, the killer pass and stuff. However, he was shocking against Brighton. Um and I think with how we, we need to set up tactically against uh, Spurs, we need the runners in the midfield. And I think Hendrick and Hayden are the, are the two to do that with Miggy just in front of them as a, as a number yeah, 10. Jesus. And you've got, and then you've got your, you've got your workhorse free to cope with that midfield that Spurs have. And then obviously on the wing, um, I don't know if you agree or disagree with the midfield, Paul, before I move to the wings. No, I mean, I'm... I, I... I am of of the thought that again, like you said, with Shelby in the middle, I think he does have to probably miss this game out because he needs somebody who can look behind him and knows what's going on behind him. Um, and I think Shelby's all about the killer pass. He's all about the uh, you know the Hollywood ball and keep things moving. Yeah, that's great when you can have lots of possession, but our backs are probably going to be against the wall. So you need somebody who's more defensively astute. Uh, so I think yeah, play, playing them as as a free in the middle um, is 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 a good idea. But then again, we've got lots of options, lots of different styles that we can go to out wide. Yeah, um, well, Maximin may have a have an ankle injury. Um, looking at the training photos today, Jamal Lewis should be back at left back, so that's who we're going with. If not, probably Richie would take the nod for me because Dumont's still not fully fit. Um, but. Maximum's a questionable one. Um, I think we need to learn the mistakes of last year and not bring him in too early. Yeah, bring him on if he's if he's fit, 
use him as a substitute. Give Murphy a chance. That's my opinion in any way. Uh, give Murphy a crack at it. Give Fraser's first league start. Um, th there's plenty of options now, so there's no excuse from Bruce just to high um, St. Maximin at the problem because if he gets re-injured, like, it's a massive problem because Maximin won with so many games last season and he's capable of winning with the, a couple after the Tottenham game. So you've got to think in, you've got to think a couple of steps ahead, I reckon, Paul. And uh, give Murphy a chance, maybe. Um, and then, or even put Jolinton on the wing at a flipping desperation. I personally would go with uh, Murphy. Play Fraser on the left-hand side. And then, obviously, Colin Wilson's got to lead the line. Dropping Andy Carroll because I'm not being funny, but I think Carroll's not been very good either since his game against West Ham, where he got the praise that he deserved and he looked a lot more leaner and meaner and all this. Very which we looked good against uh, West Ham, he hasn't been up to speed. He didn't look on the pace against Brighton. Um, at the end of the day, Kyle, he, he, he look at the chances that he missed, the headers that he didn't get on target. There were some good crosses coming in from Murphy against Morecambe. And he was missing. And not just that, but when was the last time he scored a goal for Newcastle? Take out pre-season. You know what I mean? He's a striker who doesn't score goals. And what's Joe Linton getting criticisms for? You know? Yes, he, uh, Andy Carroll has got assists. He, he did well last season with assists. I think he's better being a substitute, bringing on for the final stages. If you're, if you're ahead, yeah. he offers you great... Um, Again, extra defensive uh, stability on corners and free kicks and stuff that you're defending against. He can get a good head on it. And again, as a focal point, is it to release, hit Andy Carroll, uh, and then Carroll holds it up and tries to bring in our you know speedy, quick players, your ASMs and your Miggies of, of this world. But I just don't think upon the last performance and obviously what happened against Morecambe that you can justify playing uh, Carroll. Now, he said he kept Carroll in because he couldn't drop him after the West Ham game. Well, by the same logic, if he's played worse in the, the games that have followed, then you can't pick him for this one. So, I don't think he'll he'll be involved. Well, he had a chance, Paul. He had a chance uh, about two or three minutes from the end against Morecambe. It was a header at the back post. Similar to what he had against Brighton towards the end of last season. Sitter for old Andy Carroll. And he put it wide. Um, if that was Jolin and with the same chance, he would have got ripped up on Twitter. Do you know what I mean? He got ripped up yeah. by support, even more so than he did, even though he scored a brace. But um, I think I think people need to start looking at Andy Carroll's consistency now because I know he played well against West Ham. But you know, it, it, is it a one in four type of player that we've got with Carroll or, or not? We need to start like. He's a good lad. He's a good personality. Yeah, I have no yeah. doubt about it. You know, like, and, and, and you talk about, like, somebody who's, like, a captain, but who's not a captain, who, you know, keeps the team morale up and stuff like that. Yeah, he's all of that. Yes, the fairy tale's written for him to return to Newcastle, and if he scores one goal, make it a goal in the League Cup final that wins us a game. But 100%. realistically, looking at him, how many goals did Just Lou score? How many score goals did uh, Cisco score? How many goals uh, did does Joe Linton score? Uh, you know what I mean? And, and and these players get pelters. Yet Andy Carroll hasn't scored a goal, and he is a striker. So you're judged yeah. on goals if you're a striker, surely, because that's what we've been told by Joe Linton. Um, so you've got to apply. You know what I, mean? I, I, I still love Andy Carroll. I still think he's he's great. He's a great lad. He's a character. This, that, and the other. P 
personally, I thought in in the last game against Brighton, he looked as if obviously his missus had, had, had given birth a couple of days before. He looked like he'd been on the drink <laughs> since then celebrating, and he might have top on. I probably would do myself. You know, it's my little girl's birthday tomorrow, so happy birthday, Lucy, when this goes out. But um, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know. To, to me, you've had a couple of bad games, so the best you can hope for is a spot on the bench. Yeah. That, that's it. But, oh, yeah, uh, take, take into account his goal scoring, and he's a striker who isn't scoring goals. Well, I, I think Miggy's the best option anyway because of his movement. And to be fair, mate, he's, uh, he got an assist when he came on against West Ham. He scored against uh, Morecambe Tuesday gone. He got a good assist. He got an assist against uh, Blackburn as well. So he's he's the most um, productive player so far this season. And he hasn't even, said that about him. He hasn't even played two full games, Paul. So yeah. for me, uh, Miggy's got to start. If Miggy doesn't start, it's the, the biggest crime um, for me. Uh, he needs to be playing in that number ten, like we've said for years now with him. Playing in that number 10, he can cause yeah. problems, make space. He's shown so far this season he's got the vision to create that pass. Uh, and with Fraser to his left and maybe Murphy or Maximum to his right, then, you know, he's going to find space somewhere, you know, with the pace on the counter-attack. So for me, Miggy's got to play. Um, I think he's earned his start. He's really coming into his own, I think, in a Newcastle shirt. And, yeah, so uh, we're going to be yeah, deep, aren't we? We're going to be deep. Gonna, we need somebody who can take the ball who can get the ball and take it up the pitch, who can carry the ball 20, 30 yards up the pitch. And when a foul he is capable of doing that. Yeah. Uh, he's capable of winning a foul or two. Or whether yeah. it's Fraser. Fraser needs to do the same. I'm looking forward to seeing him in the Premier League, actually seeing what he can do. Yeah, um, I think I think I think for a team like Tottenham, because obviously they'll have debutants at fullback, see see what they can do and really challenge yeah. them. Um but yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to the Newport game more so than Tottenham. But if Newcastle on the best day, and we can do what we did to Tottenham the last time we played them and play them off the park, but show a bit more defensive character and a bit more a bit be a bit more resolute defensively with our shape and stuff, I think we can get a point. I really think we can get a point. It is a all yeah. order because considering Spurs scored five last week. And we've just came off a wimp of Brighton, but Newcastle at the best, bouncing back from a defeat. You know, there's a there's a chance then we've got a we've got the we've got a hoodoo of Tottenham at their ground. They've never beat what their ground. So yeah, at the at the new stadium, my lad. Um so for me there's there's a there's a chance there for sure. I'm with Marine. You need to be a nasty cunt. Yeah, <laughs> as he says, <laughs> as he says in the yeah, it is lots of words, wouldn't it? I, I I've watched I've watched it all, mate. Mm. It's, it's a fantastic series of how he um ha, ha, watching how Mourinho operates, and I don't know what it is, Paul, but I reckon he will manage Newcastle in his career. You know, I can uh, see, I, yeah, I can see if, the starter lining for that one. Get, if we get a takeover, if it ever happens, right? Whether it's Adina, I'm not talking about the PIF situation, just a takeover in general with owners that can take the club forward. I reckon Mourinho would want to come come to Newcastle. Not because we're a big big club or uh, like a massive club or anything like that. I just yeah. think I, I think he would the pull would be um wanting to do it for Bobby. Do you Bobby. know what I mean? Win yeah. a trophy for Bobby for Bobby's club. Or do it for Bobby's club. You know, I think that I think that's the pull for him. And I think Mourinho would be loved up here. I would I would take Mourinho on a heartbeat. I love his character. 
Um, it, yeah, it's the name. It, it's it's the flamboyance of of the man. It's the uh, it's everything that 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 comes with him. And yeah, yeah I mean, he, he walks past the statue and he still refers to him as, as boss and gaffer, and and it speaks so highly of him. Um, yeah, I, I think there's there's somewhere that I mean, he's talked about Newcastle umpteen times and how we're not a club who's set up to win a trophy. And I think he's the sort of person who could come in and do that. But, I mean, uh, yeah, enjoying watching the behind-the-scenes stuff, uh, the Amazon stuff uh, with Spurs. But all the time thinking, wouldn't it be hilarious if they did it at Newcastle? Can you imagine Lee Charlie sitting there and... Uh, <laughs> light on, light off. Light on, <laughs> light off. Light on, light off. Mrs. Charlie phone up. I'm sending the taxi round to come and collect you. Yeah, such and such is going to come round. She's going to help you into the taxi. Is that okay? Be, because, you know, like David Brent off the office, wouldn't he? They kind of oh, staring into oblivion and all that. But um, yeah, it, it would be. It, it would be. Um, it would be terrible. I mean, there, there was a quote that came out. You know, in the Graham Carr interview that uh, came out in the Mail. I think it was. Oh, and, uh, not crazy. Yeah, and he said, "Graham Carr's just been like, hi then, hi then," and he's sitting there. I'm like that. This is the MD. This is the person who makes the decisions, um, and it's it's just absolutely farcical. The man hasn't got um, a fucking brain cell to rub together. He's more of a puppet than Pinocchio. He really, really is. Absolutely. He's, he's noticed the length of the river nail nail by now. Then if he's Pinocchio, because he's full of shit. But, oh yeah, um, he is now. <laughs> Some people find him attractive, though. That we know. What. Oh, all right. <laughs> I, I, I was completely lost where you were. Sorry, but, uh, sorry, I know you'll be listening. I know you'll be listening, but I couldn't, I, I couldn't resist that one. We know uh, you love Charlie. We know you but, love Charlie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, it's, it's a cracking series. If anyone hasn't watched it, uh, get Amazon Prime on a free trial and get it watched. It's a, it's a really good series. But um, as for the the podcasts after Tottenham, we'll probably do do one after Tottenham, and then if if it's not too busy uh, from Paul's side or my side, we'll probably do a podcast after the um, after the after the Newport game as well. If not, it'll just be a, it, it'll be a, a video on my on my Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and stuff where Paul will be in his van or I'll be in front of me um, setup that I've got with me tops and stuff. But um, yeah, that's pretty much everything this week. Unless you want to do a pod uh, a podcast, we're already doing one. one. Uh, prediction, Paul. For um for Tottenham at the weekend, what do you reckon? Prediction: I'm going to go with my heart on this one. I'm going to go with my heart. I want to say a one-one draw and hope that the fatigue of them travelling back from wherever the hell they went to, I mean, it was a team with too many X's and Y's, and I couldn't pronounce it in the month for Sundays. Uh, so I hope I'm hoping that they come back fatigued, tired, disorganised, not with enough um you know preparation for the Newcastle game. And we and Bruce does a, a tactical masterstroke, uh, throws Mourinho totally off it, off it, and we can nick a point. And I think a point would be absolutely fantastic. Um, I'd take a point. Yeah, I would take a point straight away. Yeah, uh, well, that's a good way to end. Um, I think if hopefully we can get a point, if we get more, we'll probably be on the podcast raving and partying and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, there's a lot more stuff to come on the Magpie 24 7 podcast. Uh, in the coming weeks and stuff, we're going to try it. We're going to add a couple of things here and there that I'm actively working on now to try and make the podcast better. But um, 
that's the 20th episode of uh, the Magpie 24-7 podcast. Be more Paul. I've 21 next time. I know. We have <laughs> it's been a while. Birthday in the candles next time, but um, <laughs> I will catch you all in a bit and see you later on. Ta-ra. Keep it tuned.